On today's episode of the Tweet Show Podcast, we got some NFL trade deadlines to discuss. We got some NBA news. A coach may or may not have been fired. So, so with that being said, though, let's uh, let's get started with today's episode. everyone i know i didn't post on monday because i uh, was working on some um, podcasting equipment i recently bought some new podcast equipment and i'm sort of still trying to work with it um so hopefully i get that figured out here pretty soon but anyways um so nfl trade deadline happened today so we got a lot of trades to discuss let me pull up all the trades that went down all right, here we go. Let me pull those up. If I can find them, let me find them. Here we go. I think I found it. Let's see, let's see, let's see. There we go. All right, so we had Bradley Chubb go to the Dolphins. We had Chase Claypool go to the Bears. We had TJ Hawkinson go to the Vikings. We got uh, Akeem Hines going to the Bills. Uh, Calvin Ridley going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We had Jeff Wilson going to the Dolphins. We had Chase Edmonds going to the Broncos. We had uh, whoever this Jacob Martin is going to the Broncos. And whoever William Jackson the third goes to the Steelers. So basically the sort of the big ones are Calvin Ridley to the Jags, TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings, Chase Claypool to the Bears, and obviously Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins were sort of kind of the big ones out of the trade deadline today. So those for those like thoughts, uh, I'm going to start here. I'm going to start with the I'm going to start with the Bradley Chubb deal. So the Bill or the yeah the Dolphins traded Chase Edmonds a first and a fourth I think for Bradley Chubb, and which means basically that the Dolphins are sort of all in on this year and they're going to try their best to one make the playoffs and to compete for that Super Bowl title in the AFC because the AFC sort of kind of loaded in a sense. There's a lot of good teams out there in the AFC more than there are in the the NFC. And the Dolphins are trying to stay pace with the uh, Bills and Chiefs because, you know, the Bills and Chiefs are probably the two best teams in that division or in the conference or even in football in general. So I think the Dolphins, you know, kind of sent a message to the AFC saying, hey, we're here and we're ready to compete this year. We're not just going to lay down to you guys in the Bills and Chiefs. We're going to compete and we're going to try our best to beat you guys. And obviously the Bills and Dolphins are in the same divisions and the Bills have already, not the Dolphins have already beaten the Bills recently this year in Miami. So I think they play again later this year. I don't know when exactly, but I think it was probably like later, like sometime in November. So it'll be really interesting to see how Bradley Chubb makes his defense, how it how it changes this. I think it obviously makes him a lot better. But it's like, um, how do we how we go and evaluate this um, Dolphins team now? Because I I was I was in the sense of like I was ready to go all in on the Dolphins after last week's game against Detroit. It's like all right, Tua obviously made some huge strides. He's playing out of his mind. He's playing really well. He's got Terry Kill and Jalen Waddle who are like probably the 
two best wide receiver duo combo in the league right now. They're just so freaking good. They're so fast. They can get open. Like no one can guard those guys. It's it's remarkable what they're doing for sure. And it you know, we were sort of thinking maybe the Dolphins defense can hang a little bit. There. Like I thought that they were that defense wouldn't wasn't going to really lose it for them. Like in any scenario, like if they wanted to go up and down the field, the Dol- like if if the Dolphins want to play in a shootout, they can. So it's like they can I feel like they can play in, in a lot of ways now cuz now they just traded away uh, Chase Edmonds, which he didn't really made that much of a difference to that team. And now the Broncos just don't even get me started on the Broncos like backfield because I had Melvin Gordon in fantasy and now I dropped him. So it's like, all right, well, that's pointless. I don't want a Melvin Gordon anymore because that back, that backfield's just like a mess. So anyways, on the Dolphins side of things, though, it's really interesting to see how this uh, team works out, though. Because like I said, I think if they're going to compete, this was a great move to have because I think they're I think they're truly going to be a dark horse super uh, like a Super Bowl caliber team to watch out for in the AFC. Whoever they play in the AFC, they don't want to play them. They're a team in the playoffs. They don't. Nobody wants to see them. Nobody, not even the Bills, not even the Chiefs. Nobody wants to see them in the playoffs. They're like, oh crap, we got to play the Dolphins this week. Shit. So, it's. I think it was a great move by the Dolphins for sure. And I can't wait to see how the Dolphins just continue on. To, I might even, you know, I was like kind of like toying with the idea of, you know, sort of like playing playing a you know placing a bet on the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. I was like, ah, I already got enough bets on like future Super Bowl bets anyway. So I was like, ah, do I just write out the ones I have and just go with those? And I was like, yeah, I might as well just write out the ones that I have. So I was just. Leave, I'll just leave the Dolphins for a little bit, and then it like when it comes to time to like if I'm really all in, maybe I'll do it. But for the time being, I'm not gonna touch the Dolphins. I'm just gonna let this one sit out. But anyways, though, um, we got the Vikings who traded for T.J. Hawkinson within the division. He was T.J. Hawkinson was recently with the Detroit Lions. Now he's the uh, on the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, Irv Smith is gonna be out for like eight to ten weeks. So it was kind of a trade. They're like, all right, well, I think we need a tight end. They're like, oh, okay, let's just go get T. Hawkinson. It's like T.J. Hawkinson. It's like, okay, let's just go get him then. So that's what they did. And it definitely improves that offense. And obviously it upgrades that tight end position very much so. Now, I now if I'm Detroit, I'm questioning on why exactly you traded T.J. Hawkinson away. And plus within the division, now – Front office may think we're not going to really, they weren't going to pay him, but at the same time, it's like, dude, pay the man. He's, he's talented. Like he was going to be like a really good piece to have in that, in that Detroit organization. But, you know, again, I'm not the ones calling the shots here, but, um, still a weird decision making, but I mean, shout out to the Vikings though. They were one of, you know, I feel like this was also like a, you know, a Minnesota or a Dolphins move in a sense where they were like, all right. If we're going to compete, if we're going to keep having success here and we're going to, you know, try and keep winning, we got to upgrade this position. And I feel like TJ Hawkinson really improves that offense. Like I said, it improves that tight end room. And it's just like it It all depends on how – like it's really all up to Kirk Cousins now. Like he has all the weapons now. He has a tight end, like a top ten tight end. He has Justin Jefferson. He has Allen Phelan. He has Dalvin Cook. Like that offense is going to be so good to watch now. Like it – and it's all going to rely on how Kirk Cousins plays. Like, 
Like we keep saying this about some other quarterbacks in the league, like Jimmy Garoppolo and many others. Like, hey, it's all up you now. You have the talent around you. You just got to go do it now. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Kirk Cousins really uh, adapts to this offense now with C.J. Hawkinson as tight end and how he's going to get to distribute the ball. Because I think like Kevin O'Connell seems like a coach that can, like, you know, distribute the ball to everybody else. Like he can design plays where he can get to to his playmakers, but Kirk Cousins obviously has to make those plays. And, you know, if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan and I obviously I'm related to one, uh, my cousin is a Minnesota Vikings fan and he always just talks about how Kirk Cousins, like he does really well in, you know, these one o'clock games and sometimes he does it right in the three o'clock slate, but once it gets to primetime events, it's like, eh, I don't really trust Kirk Cousins. So it's going to be interesting for sure. I don't know if the Vikings have another primetime game. I think they do. It's on Thanksgiving against the Patriots. So if if they truly lose, if the Vikings are for real, they cannot lose that Patriots game on Thanksgiving because it's like you're all in. Like they're the. I was having this discussion with someone else today. I was like, all right, if you had to say the Eagles are number one in the conference in the NFC, who are the who's number two? Is it the Vikings, the Niners, or the Cowboys? And I, you know, I said that the Vikings are going to be like number three for me because I think the, you know, the the Niners are just on another level, especially when they have, when they added Chris McCaffrey. I thought, I was like, oh, my God, this offense is going on another, another level. But this was obviously like I was I was I was on the Vikings bandwagon a bit. I was like, all right, they're probably be number two, especially now with this TJ Hawkinson trade. It's like, OK, well, they could still still be in that hunt for that number two seed, I think. So that number two seed is going to be really interesting to see who gets it for sure and who's going to have, like, home field advantage for most of the playoffs because, like I said before, I think the Cowboys and Niners and Vikings are going to be fighting for that number two seed. What else? Oh, Chase Claypool went to the Bears. Obviously, my Chicago Bears uh, finally upgraded at a wide receiver position. I thought this was a great move for, you know, and, you know, that you're investing in the Justin, you're like, all right, Justin, we're give you, we're finally giving you some weapons here. Now go out there and continue the success, the success that you've been having these past two games. So let's see if we finally got you a pretty decent weapon. He's not, he's, you know, he's probably going to be an upgrade. He's a slight upgrade to Darnell Mo- Mooney for sure. He's Chase Claypool's going to be a number one receiver now. Mooney's going to be a number two, which he, I think he was always meant to be a number two in a sense, or even three. But anyway, you know, it's um, I, I'm really glad that the Bears actually did this because like they they really did need some weapons. But I am still kind of mad they traded Roquan Smith to the Ravens. It's like, dude, we couldn't at least kept him for a little bit longer. But it, it, it is what it is. Like I understand the move, but I'm just not happy that they made that move. Like I understand it, but it is what it is. So I feel like we just could have got a bit more out of it. But it is like I said, it is what it is. It's a business, and Ryan Poles is truly trying to build this. Bears organization from the ground up you know I think he you know after that you know I think after that Cowboys game he's just like all right if I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this the right way we're gonna really go fucking tank we're gonna tank the shit out of this year but I mean he's gonna try the, I mean the better the Bears are interesting because like prior to the Cowboys game they were really like they're a frisky team I still think they sort of are in a sense but like after losing, I mean, the Cowboys were really good. Don't get me wrong, and they're probably gonna lose to some more, um, I don't know, really good teams like that a lot this season. But like, I feel like they're gonna be in a lot of games, and they're sort of gonna come compete. And I think this would be a great. This is why they sort of got Chase Claypool for these types of 
you know, sort of games like the Patriots or even like when they played the Minnesota Vikings again because they think like low key like the Bears could. I don't know. I feel like they can compete with the Minnesota Vikings. So it is. It's going to be interesting how the Bears season goes uh, throughout the season for sure. And then, like I said, I'm all, I'm all back in on Justin Fields. I was having some moments of doubt. I was like, all right, is Justin really the guy? But now I'm starting to think that he is the guy. And, you know, like I said, if he continues to have this uh, surge and he keeps playing well, I'm like, all right, let's just keep. Let's just keep Justin and let's just keep building around him. Might as well, right? Got to build that offensive line back up. And we just got to keep adding more weapons for Justin. And, you know, we just, like I said, we got to build this thing from the ground up. So it's going to be interesting how the Bears keep doing this for sure. Uh, who was the other trade that happened? Um, What was the other one? I guess, oh, well, Calvin Ridley. I'll, that one's an interesting one. It's like, oh, wow. Because, like, when you when I, I I was on my way back from school and I got a text from like the group chat saying Calvin Ridley just got traded to Jacksonville. I was like, what? Calvin Ridley? He just got traded? That's all. Oh, I was like, oh shit, that's right. Calvin Ridley's still in the league. He just got suspended because he gambled on his team. He's like, gamble. He was gambling. I was like, oh, that's right. Calvin Ridley's still a football player. So, uh, cool. great job Jacksonville for getting uh, Calvin Ridley. That was cool. Uh, that's it's sort of like the same thing with the Bears. They're obviously investing in the uh, Trevor Lawrence. They want Trevor Lawrence to keep succeeding and to have a true a true number one receiver, which Calvin Ridley kind of is in a sense. Like he has all the tools that you need to be in a true number one wide receiver. Like, like he's talented as fuck. Like he's really he's a really good route runner. He, I mean, if you watched him in his Alabama days and you know some of the day and you know watch some of his highlights with the Atlanta Falcons, like. Dang, this guy is good. He's talented as heck. So it's it's um it's a good move for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like this is definitely like a move. Is like okay, Jacksonville, nice. This is definitely like an investment. Obviously, he's still suspended for this year. He will not be playing. But this is definitely an investment for the future. Um, for Trevor Lawrence. So it's good to see that for sure. Um. Anyways, I think that was it for all the like the you know all the main ones like. Like I said, as soon as like T.J. Hawkinson got traded to the Vikings, I added Irv Smith because I traded away my tight end to someone, and then I like, you know, I went to my roster and I said, "Drop, he's useless." So I dropped Irv Smith. So I was like, I plus I didn't realize he was gonna be out for like ten to eight weeks before that trade. I was like, oh, they just traded for a tight end. I was like, oh, well, regardless, I'm still dropping you. Boom. So I dropped him. Uh, I think, I think that was really about the NFL news wise. I'm trying to think if there was like anything else we should discuss. I don't know, cause like I don't know if I really want to discuss all the games that went down, cause like that's sort of like everybody's heard of and seen all the, you know, everybody's takes and all that. But it's like I could probably talk a little bit about stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, it's like here's the thing. Here's like here's the thing. Here I'll, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll give you my five best teams from each conference. Let me just pull it up, cause I did that today. I was gonna make maybe make a make a graphic or something for it. For posted on social media or something, but let me just pull that up here real quick. So uh, number one, I had the I'll I'll do the NFC first. So uh, number one, I have the Eagles. Number two, I have the Niners. Number three, the Vikings. Number four is the Cowboys. And this one's a bit tricky. So because like the NFC is like wide open. There's like it's like uh, after after like once you get out of the top four, two you know out of the top four teams, you're like. 
are these they're they're not that good, right? And then so I just put I just put the cow I just put the Giants at five. I sh- actually, I should probably switch because the Seahawks beat the Giants because I had Seattle at six. So you know I'll just put Seattle at five. So yeah, so it goes Eagles, Niners, Vikings, Cowboys, Seahawks. There you go. There's your top five teams in the NFC. Uh, Bills are for the AFC. I have the Bills at number one, Chiefs two, Titans number three. Well, now this okay. I made this list prior to Brad Chubby. Brad Chubb. <laughs> well, I can't even I can't even say his name right now. Bradley Chubb news. So I'm now I'm gonna move the Dolphins to number three. So let's just say Dolphins are at three now. Titans four. Ravens five, Jets six, Chargers seven, Bengals eight. Uh, I guess I have to. Uh, now I'm just going through the top ten. So Bill or Browns nine, Patriots ten. Once you get like, you know, once you get down through some of these teams, you're like you know, when you do like a power and can beat conference, like, oy. Once you get like, once I got to like number eight and seven, I was like, oh, I don't like the Chargers nor the Bengals that much, especially the Browns and Patriots. I'm like, oh, gross. Both these teams are not playoff teams. I mean, they could be, but they're not going to be, like, threats. I guess since I did that, I'll go back to the NFC. I had I had the Falcons at 7, the Rams at 8, even though that's so, like, ugh, the Rams aren't really that good. But, like, if you look at the NFC, who else is going to be that much better than the Rams? Like, look, like ugh. I put the Commanders on 9 because I still think the Rams are slightly better than the Commanders. Even though I'm going to respect the commanders and Taylor Heineke, he's playing really well. And I mean, I do hate putting the Packers at ten, but it's like, like I said, if you if you go look at that NFC, it's like not a whole lot of teams out there. You go, well, you know, you get now. It's like you got like the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions, and then you got like the Saints and Panthers. It's like you really gonna put all you gonna put any one of those in front of the Packers? Like, no, not realistically. But it's yeah, the NFC is like. Wide open. It's it's not good. AFC is a bit tougher, but like yeah, there's a lot of teams you just go. Are they really that good, or are they just just because there's not a whole lot of good talent out there, or not a lot of talent, but just not a lot of good teams. I feel like there's only like truly like I between three to five like truly good teams or truly great. You know, the Bills and Chiefs. I think are like on a whole another level. They're like great teams, and then. Like, Three and five are just like really good, and they're they could be Super Bowl champs if they really wanted to. Like the Eagles and the um, uh, and the Dolphins and uh, and you could say the Niners are like the only ones you could say. All right, those are those are Super Bowl contenders. They or Super could be Super Bowl champs or you know stuff like that. Um, anyways, uh, we got some uh, NBA news, which is sort of a bit of an interesting one. So today. As a whole trade deadline was happening, uh, Steve Nash of the Brooklyn Nets, head coach, was fired today. And not too shocked, not really shocked by the news. It's just more of a, um, like, when did you not, when did you realize he was not a good coach? And now, granted, he didn't have the best situation with that, you know, team. Because he had, like, Kyrie Irving and he's a wackadoodle. And that's could be a, that could be a whole other episode with all the shit he's been saying. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? Just shut up. You're, you're not. No, those are, those are really, those were really inappropriate and dumb comments that you made. So I'm, I'm not gonna go into deep about that just yet. Maybe that could be another episode. But anyways, um, obviously Kevin Durant's still a really talented player, obviously, and you know you also have like, 
Ben Simmons, who still can't shoot and who doesn't want to shoot, I guess he's still a really good defender. I don't know. It's still kind of weird with the whole Ben Simmons thing. Like, And then, you know, like, I guess there's a report out there by Woj that's saying that the Boston Celtics head coach, Emo Odoku, or is it, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, but... um. It's like, well, he he was suspended by the Celtics, but he's only suspended by the Celtics and not the NBA. So he's going to potentially take the uh, Nets job if he wants to or not. Within the next 48 hours, they're going to announce that Oduku is going to be the next head coach for the uh, Nets. It's like, whoa, that was that was kind of weird. When, when the, how, how does that work? I'm like, I'm a bit confused on how that works. I'm like, wait, huh? <laughs> so it's... Um, didn't really see that one coming. It's like, okay, Oduku going to be the uh, Brooklyn's head coach. And I feel like that organization, or just not that organization, just that whole basketball team is just like t- kind of toxic right now. It's like, do you really want to be part of that whole mess right now, especially with Kyrie Irving? And, and, you know, Kevin Durant was wanting out. It's like, well, Kevin Durant was wanting out prior to all this mess. And you want, he wanted to see if Nash fired, and he was going to accept it. And then obviously now he's like, you can fire him now, and so the GM's like, all right, fine, we can fire him now. So, I mean, it was technically like a mutual agreement that they were both going to separate and be like, all right, this marriage isn't going to work out. Let's just get a divorce now. So it is what it is, but, yeah, it's it's a weird situation going on there in Brooklyn. I don't know what to make of it for sure. It's really weird. Like, I, like I truly don't know who else is on that roster. Like besides like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. I guess oh, Royce O'Neal's on there. You got that Claxon kid. I yeah, that Claxon kid. Um, who else do you have on that Brooklyn team? Blake Griff- Blake Griffin's gone. Is Patty Mills on the team? Is he there? Oh, like is there a kid named like Cam Thomas or something like that? Is he on the team? I feel like the guys are like. There's a Cam, there's a player named Cam Thomas. I feel like he's on the team, but anyways, though it's like I don't know if Aduku or you know he's gonna fix the problem if he's gonna make the team any better. Like I just don't know what to expect from the Brooklyn Nets at this sense. Or even if these rumors are, or I guess if these reports are gonna be true and say that Emi Aduku is gonna be the next head coach, it's like well. Are we gonna expect so we just gonna like say oh NBA championship? It's like no, I don't think he's. I mean, he's a really good coach because he obviously led to the Boston Celtics to the NBA championship. And he, I feel like he's an. I was about to say he's an. He should be an adult in the room, but obviously he's not an. He's like he had like sexual relationships with someone in the Boston Celtics organization. So I feel like it's just more. More weirdness. I don't know. This, like, like I said before, this whole Brooklyn Nets thing is so weird. It's really weird. Like I feel bad for Steve Nash having to deal with all that bullshit. But like, I mean, he's the one who signed up for it. So I mean, plus, okay, now granted, when he signed up, he didn't realize that Kyrie was sort of a wackadoodle and didn't want to take a Kobe back shot and was gonna say all these weird fucking shit and be really rude and make comments and stuff like that. But it's like. And then Kevin Durant was like, all right, I'm going to buy in to Steve Nash. And it's like, oh, no, I take my mind. I take that back. I don't like him. He stinks. And then Carver Irving, like, one time said, like, oh, we don't need a coach. I mean, we're, we're all talented players. We're all smart enough. We don't really need a coach. We just need him to be on the bench. Like, oh, no, 
Kyrie, you actually need a coach. Coaches are there for – there's a reason why there's coaches. There's a reason why a coach is there. So that way he can navigate you to winning a basketball game instead of you doing something you're not supposed to be doing and make adjustments. So it's like, oh, hey, if you're not making, if you're not doing this, maybe you should do that instead. I don't know. That's what a coach is for. I'm just saying. You're like, I already keep going. Gosh, I keep ramming on this whole net situation. I'm like, all right, I feel like that's enough, right? I'm like, what else? Like, good golly, what else could happen? I feel like I've been, like, all right, I'll say this. Like eventually, I think I think the Brooklyn Nets just got to part ways with Kyrie Irving. Like eventually, they just got to part ways, right? Like now, granted, I don't know who wants him. Like I feel like there are teams that probably would take him, but like after these comments he said about the Jewish community, it's like, dude, you kind of just screwed yourself over a bit with the whole, you know, insensitive comments that you made about a community. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Like he's he's weird, dude. I don't know what to make of him anymore, but anyways, though, um, I think that's, all right, that's going to be it for Brooklyn. I promise that was it. I promise that was it. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else I could talk about here. Uh, I'm trying to think of any, any other news I could discuss. Oh, well, game three is tonight. Game three got postponed yesterday. The series is tied up 1-1. And I'm still rooting for the Phillies. I didn't really see game two because obviously game two was during like NFL. So I was like, all right, well, I can't be watching baseball and football at the same time. So I guess I could have watched. Well, plus, by the time I was like, oh, baseball's on. Let me see what the score is. It was like, or the Houston Astros were already up by a lot. It's like, oh, well, never mind then. I'm not going to watch. Oh, was it Saturday that the game was on? No, I think it was Saturday. Never mind. Oh, that's right. It was Saturday because I was gonna. I was like watching college football, and there wasn't a whole lot of good games on left. And then I was gonna just flip over to the uh, Astros game. I was like, oh well, there's no really point to watch it now because it's already five to one fit or Houston Houston Astros. So, anyways, um, let me find some more news here. Um, let's see. No, let let me just find news like in general. Oh, uh, we do have the college football rankings coming out tonight. I forgot about that. That's cool. Um, I'll say my top four teams are Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan. There you go. That's my top four teams. And number five and six are Alabama and TCU. Why not? I think Tennessee is probably the number one team in the country. I mean, come on, man. They're clearly the number one team, right? They've been playing. They have the best schedule. I mean, plus if they beat Georgia, I mean, damn sure they're gonna win the SEC. Wait, who do they have to play again if they went to the SEC championship? If if they went to the SEC championship game, oh, I think they have to play Bama again. Oh boy, that's not good. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously they can beat them. I feel like I don't know. I feel like if you have to play Bama twice and you already beat them once, I don't know if you're gonna get beat them again. Oh man, that's gonna be interesting, man. Plus, if you okay, now I'm going through the scenarios like, well, okay, what if okay? So let's say Tennessee beats Georgia. That's one loss for Georgia, and then they Tennessee plays Alabama. Alabama beats them in the SEC championship game. All three of those teams have one loss, and they both have like really good losses. It's like, well, Tennessee lost to Alabama. Alabama lost to Tennessee, and Tennessee or Georgia lost to Tennessee. But who's gonna get left out? I feel like you'd almost put all three of them in the college football playoffs. But then who's gonna get left out? Because like if I mean, whoever wins the Big Ten championship game is probably going to get it in. You're definitely if like TCU goes undefeated, TCU's getting left out of the playoffs for sure. 
Like, this is worst case scenario for, like, college football fans who, like, don't like the SEC in general. But, like, I mean, you can't really hate Tennessee. They're a fun group. They're a fun team to watch. Like, they're so fun. Like, they just they just keep scoring at will. And it's like, like, well, what do you, what do you want us to do? It's like, well, if you can't, it's weird because, like, you have three of these best – these are the three best teams. Like, Tennessee and Alabama and Georgia are clearly one of the three – you know, the three, of the three out of the four best teams. If you can't take you can't take all three in the mouth. Like you could, you know, Georgia didn't play in the conference championship game. But if you look at their schedule and who, you know, it, oh gosh, there, it's an interesting case. Like, like I said, whoever wins that Big Ten championship game between, or well, no, here whoever wins the, um, well, obviously whoever wins between Ohio State and Michigan, so obviously could play in the Big Ten championship game, and obviously they're gonna probably win the Big Championship game because the Big Ten West is a fucking joke. And like there's, there's. I mean, I, if I was Michigan, Ohio State, I'm not worried about whoever they're playing in the Big Ten West because like no one's really that good. Even though Illinois, shout out Illinois, they're they've been playing good football. But anyways, though, it's like who are you get like if if that scenario happens and we get three out of the four SEC teams, like are you gonna be mad? It's like well shit. It's like well it's all SEC and they're we're gonna guarantee the SEC championship game. You know, SEC champion, unless Ohio State and Michigan beats them. And I still think Ohio State might might be the best team in college football. You know, I just said Tennessee might be, but this is but recent bias. But I think, well, I could, here. Let me. You know what? I'm gonna re, I'm gonna readjust the rankings. I'm gonna put Ohio, Tennessee one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, and then I'll put uh, Michigan four. There you go. No, mate. Well. Yeah, I'll just no, because see, all four of those teams are undefeated. You can't put Jordan, you can't put Bama at five. You can't put Jim Bama on the top four, right? Got to put them at least at five and six, and then you can put like Clemson at six, and then put like TCU at seven, probably USC at eight, right? I mean, they'll the whole this whole. I mean, we still got a month left of football to decide who's going to be in the college football playoffs. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. It's a lot of football left. A lot of um, a lot of scenarios are gonna be happening here. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna be all discussed on the t- on the tonight's uh, college football rankings and all that. But let me get back to the World Series a bit. So we have Game Three tonight, and I'll probably be watching some of it a lot. <laughs> some of it a lot. I'll be watching some of it for sure. Uh, I still be rooting for the Phillies to win, and um, you know I you know. I still think Houston's probably the better team. They're still probably the best team in that in the baseball and baseball. But you know, I mean, Phillies they they did what I told them to do. They had to win one game in Houston, which they did. They won game one, and then they didn't have their best performance in game two. But uh, you know, it's um, if you know, they haven't lost in the bank yet, so they haven't lost in Philly yet. So if they could win those two games, like I said before, if they win games three and four in Philly. They got to go back to Houston for game five. Assuming Houston wins in game five, they go back to Phillies in game six. They're going to win in six games. That's all I'm saying, Philly. All you have to do is win those two games in Philadelphia, and you're going to you're gonna be world champs. I'm just saying. Go up 3-1, lose, one, lose game five, which is fine. You want to win at home, win game six. Booyah. There you go, Philly. Good job. You know, I'm just – you know, I'm just trying to help you out here. Any Philadelphia fans that are listening, tell tell the Phillies that just win, win, win game three tonight, and then you can. 
Don't even worry about game four. You got to worry about tonight. You got to win game three and then move. And then you got to win game four to solidify a 3-1 lead. And then if you want to win in Houston, that's fine. But if you want to win in Philly, you might as well just purposely lose game five. So anyways, yeah. Phillies in six, baby. Phillies in six. All right. So, so okay. Let me just talk about this a little bit. So I recently bought like some like more podcasts equipment so i can like go out and like interview people instead of having to use like you and having to like use like one microphone having to interview people that way I can at least like use two and like you know import it into my like computer and all that stuff but it's kind of this thing i bought like that can hold two microphones to do it it's just been like having really you know one hasn't it's in like connect i mean it connects to my microphone but it's just not outputting the sounds it's like sounds really weird it's not like making any noises it's not my voice is not connecting it's not coming out of the microphone when i connect when i put my microphone into my like um like audio thing my like mixer or whatever it's called so i'm gonna have to probably read some directions on how to use this damn thing but uh it's like there's a bunch of dials and I'm not too familiar with the dials yet. It's uh it's not looking all that great, but uh, I'll I'll figure it out. Hopefully I figure it all out. I don't know. We'll figure it out, I'm sure. But anyways, uh, I think that's going to be it for today's episode. I think I talked a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but that's okay. I mean, it's my podcast. I can talk however long I want to. So make sure you subscribe to the uh YouTube channel on uh, youtube obviously it's the tweet show podcast so just go on go on youtube and look for that and then go to uh my twitter it's on uh, it's on twitter obviously it's a tweet show t-w-e-d-t show so make sure you look for that and then uh go follow me on tiktok i occasionally always post some videos on tiktok and all those fun stuff so uh yeah make sure you follow me on all those platforms make sure you uh subscribe to the podcast on like Apple, Spotify, wherever you may be listening to this episode, and tell your friends about me too. I gotta start get I start gonna get more followers here if I'm gonna start making more money off this because my mom told me I need to start making money off my podcast. So like they're like she's like, honey, you gotta start start making money off that podcast. I'm like, I know, mom, I know, I'm trying. And you know, I probably should probably tell some more like close friends about the podcast, but it's like, you know, I just get, you know, it's like ah do you really want to listen? it's like i know i like i know most of my friends would probably listen to it because there's a lot of stuff they want to like you know they would discuss with me sports and all those other fun stuff we like to talk about but it's just more of my family members it's like well you're not gonna really listen because i know you're not because one it's mainly about sports and just like random shit i'm gonna talk about and i know you don't want to listen to a sports podcast that mainly talks about sports about 80 to 80 80 percent or 90 percent of the time it's like well, you probably would either want to listen to music or you just want to listen to somebody else talk about something else for like 30 minutes to an hour. You know, I was just saying, it's just like, my, I, I would pretty also support. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, I know my family members pretty well. It's like, well, you're not going to really, I'd like, if you want to listen, great, that's fine. But I know you're not going to listen because one, it's just, like I said, it's just 80% and 90% sports. It's like, you don't really. If you want to listen to sports, go listen to a sports. Do you? It's like, do you listen to a sports radio? How often do you listen to sports radio? If your answer is like eighty, about seventy percent, then I'm like, okay, you can subscribe. Go subscribe, and you want to listen to my takes. But if you don't listen more than setting less than seventy percent of the time, it's like, well, what's your what's the point then? You're not gonna really listen. I need you to listen. 
because I'm going to ask you, be like, oh, so what'd you think of my latest episode? They're like, oh, it was good. I'm like, did you? Did you though? What did I, what did I talk about? Oh, you just talked about sports. Like, well, no dip, Sherlock. What did exactly did I talk about? And they're like, oh, well, I didn't listen. That's what I thought. So it's like, yeah. Anyways, okay. So back. <laughs> Anyways, uh, make sure you subscribe to all those social media platforms and all the uh, platforms you listen to podcasts. And I'll make sure I'll put them on the uh, descriptions in the episode. So. With that being said, I will see you guys next time.